Okay, so Saturday night. It's also the Lunar Observance night tonight, but uh, uh, we're going through a uh, bit of a uh, COVID-related dif difficulty. Uh, so they uh, uh, we're, uh, I mean, generally we've, I think you've canceled all the pujas. Uh, <clears throat> we've had a few cases of COVID in the monastery. And uh, it was a gift that I brought back from <laughs> my travels. <laughs> and... Uh, So it's, uh, actually we've been, since the uh, pandemic began, we've been extremely fortunate <clears throat> in that uh, um, we haven't had any cases in the monastery. We've had people who've come from elsewhere. <clears throat> Of course, that's what's happened this time. I came from elsewhere, and and uh, and then uh, and there's a few of the the monks have now <coughs> contracted it as well. So uh, I was away uh, on travels for about a month in uh, uh, New Zealand and Australia. <coughs> And uh, I didn't know I had got it um, until I got back here and I guess the second day tested. <coughs> Somebody else tested first and, and uh, uh, who had been in the car with me the day before. So anyway, um, we're dealing with it, and uh, and you know, that's the uh, uh, reality of of uh, aging, sickness, and death. And the uh, these human bodies are subject to to uh, to illness, so that. Uh, uh, to think that because we're we live in a monastery or because we're monastics and we're not going to get ill uh, is uh, um, that's a uh, absurdity. Uh, as long as we have a human body, uh, then uh, there is this possibility of of illness, and whether it's uh, <coughs> You know, whatever. I mean, the the number of illnesses that are are possible are are innumerable. Uh, so, and as I've mentioned it before, I done my talks and I uh, 
one remembering one time when I, when I was sick and and uh, um, in the hospital and I'd been hospitalized for some time and uh, it was a, a strange uh, you know wonder, wonderful wonderful weird tropical illness and they didn't. They, I was actually the first monk to get it at Wat Chat and something called scrub typhus, uh, and uh, but anyway, I, I I went to the. Once I started to get better, I went to the the hospital library to research it and get a bit more understanding about nature of it and how it how it came to be and how it can be treated and what what we could do at the at the monastery and uh, uh, but anyway going into the and this is like a provincial hospital uh, which is not that well supported and are uh, well funded but anyway, I just had this, it's much, much larger than, it was probably a few of these rooms, uh, and uh, full of stacks and stacks of books. And then I realized that all of those books are about all the different diseases that, that, that are possible in the human body, and that... Uh, uh, and then uh, there are libraries and libraries of, of you know in really big medical institutions uh, detailing all of the things that can go wrong with the human body uh, and uh, so to uh, somehow think that that uh, one one is not ever going to get sick or that just because one is <clears throat> in a monastery that one has some special force field around one that this that's just not uh, that's a, that's a folly uh, so just being able to to uh, acknowledge and accept that that reality is is actually takes away a lot of the dukkha of of uh, of that, that reality of of dukkha, because uh, I'm something that that I'm finding with with this particular illness is just I'm tired, uh, and uh, I don't like being tired. <laughs> I like having energy. <laughs> um, but it doesn't really matter what I like or dislike, and it's, it, it is what it is. So, yes, but but uh, realizing that uh, uh, just ha have, having to learn how to uh, adapt to to the uh, uh, the realities of of the the energy of the of the uh, of the system. Uh, and uh, 
and because so often that's that's the uh, the case with well with anything. Um, you know what we always tend to do is take it personally. Uh, it's like <coughs> like not having energy is a because of of being ill is a. It's like a, it's a personal affront to my, to my sense of, of, of fairness, uh, uh, which is, of course, is stupid, uh, uh, and um, and of course, the seeing things in accordance with dhamma is is uh, is recognizing uh, it's like this. Uh, uh, when there's energy, there's like this. When there's not energy, it's like this. Um, when there's well-being, it's like this. When there's not well-being, it's like this. It's just, just is the, is the way it is. And it's just this, the, the truth of, 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 of this Dhamma is so um, simple and straightforward. Uh, you know, the problem uh, is we keep missing it. And, and and that so it's it's just so important to 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 keep re- reminding ourselves of the 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 fundamental truths of the Buddha's teachings um, because it's it's easy to easy to miss um, and and that uh, and there's a certain Willful, willful commitment to missing the truth, <laughs> which is is uh, uh, because we like to sort of com- complain about it. <laughs> so we'll just overlook the overlook the truth, and then just try to keep doddering on in our in our fantasy. So. Uh, this being committed to the the taking the refuges and 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 keeping the the practice of mindfulness and awareness uh, really really clear uh, in the heart is is. Uh, um, it's, it's something that's very straightforward, um, but it's also uh, something that we have to keep keep remembering to do. Uh, it's, it's like that practice of mindfulness is is uh, <coughs> not so much some special focus of attention, but it's just this. The ability to, to not forget, uh, not miss out, not miss out on this this opportunity of being being clear, being present, being alert, being awake, uh, and and that's uh, and that's all, that's actually always accessible to us. Uh, that's the beauty of the of the Dhamma. Is that it's it it is apparent here and now. We chant it 
every time every time we chant the qualities of the of the Dhamma, it's one of the, the qualities. Is it is apparent here and now, um, and we chant it and forget it. Uh, so just this, this, this reminding ourselves of the the simple directness of the of the uh, of the Buddha's uh, teaching is is so important because that's. And similarly, when you're reflecting on the, the purpose of the of the Buddha's teachings, when the Buddha was very explicit uh, in his very first sermon of why he was was teaching, it was f for freeing freeing the heart from suffering. From the, and, and sort of the the that it's not for gaining some special ability or some uh, having some kind of superhuman uh, knowledge of some sort or other. Uh, just freeing the heart from suffering. And uh, being willing to pay attention to what is is there is there suffering? Yeah. And I remember one time being with Ajahn Chah, and 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 it was. No, it, it felt like I was going through this really complicated and difficult time of and uh, uh, facing a real difficult problem and situation and and uh, and sort of confiding with him uh, in that and 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 he just looked at me with this this just look of openness and compassion, and then, is there suffering? And <laughs> I was just sort of, and everything fell away. Because uh, it then you see, rather than, because then it, it, it became this, this very direct, experiential, uh, yeah, well, what, why are, where is the suffering in this? How, how am I creating it? How am I holding to it? Um, how am I making it uh, existent? Uh, and of course that's always through our, uh, an act of, of delusion uh, or through the you know, misguided desires, and misapplied uh, attention. Uh, and and that's that's how we that's how we suffer. It's not that we're ever going to live in a perfect world. Uh, the Buddha didn't come into the world to to make the world perfect. The Buddha came into the world to give us the tools so that we don't suffer. Uh, and uh, and that's. Uh, <coughs> That's just the most 
astounding gift uh, and and uh, and capacity that that uh, uh, that we have the opportunity to experience because uh, the because uh, uh, we can you know there, there's no shortage of intelligence or uh, capability and skills in the world um, uh, there's a, an, an endless supply of of, uh, of uh, yeah highly intelligent capable people running running the world whether it's social political economic whatever uh, familial uh, it's all sorts um, but there's hardly anybody committed to not suffering uh, and and uh, and that's what the Buddha saw as the the uh, the opportunity to to really free the heart uh, is is through through seeing, seeing clearly in a, in, a, in a very different way. And understanding the nature of, of desire, of the nature of attachment, uh, uh, of, the, of the nature of delusion, you know, how, the, how entangled we, we create the world into uh, and the, the the mess that is is created uh, through it's, it's, it's only two things, but it's because of two things um, we wander and suffer through samsara, and that is ignorance and delusion. They're kind of a of a, uh, forces that support each other uh, and because they do support each other then it gets hopelessly entangled uh, so that, that desire and delusion working together in the heart uh, and, and, and and of course there's all sorts of things that we can be doing but most of all what needs to be done is that it needs to be seen and understood. And, oh, oh, this is the problem. Uh, and, and it can be, it can be relinquished, it can be let go of. I mean, that's the, uh, that's the beauty of, of the, uh, say, the Buddha's guidance, is that he's pointing to Again, something very simple and straightforward, a, a relinquishing, a releasing, a letting go, a putting down of the burden of this impulse of deluded attachment and, and uh, 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 misguided desire, um, that self 
self-oriented, self-orienting desire that it creates problems. Uh, uh, so the uh, uh, for us as human beings and to keep returning to the to the basics to the fundamentals um, because it's it's yes there's I mean there's I mean the scriptures of course are very extensive the commentaries are even more extensive uh, the sub-commentaries are even more extensive. There's uh, all sorts of books and treatises and um, texts that explain all the teachings. But in the end, it all comes back to something very, very fundamental and basic. And just this, this clear knowing that's willing to not hold on to not to not cling to not uh, uh, and to say not cling or not 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 attach is is not to say that that's a dismissive uh, uh, and act of non-engagement uh, but it's engaging with real wisdom and compassion. Um, that's what is, is really required. And then that, that's when the Buddha himself um, was asked <coughs> to um, give a, say, a comprehensive a succinct teaching. Um, this one time, it was, uh, it was, the request was was from from Mahamogalana. Another time, it was actually from uh, uh, from Saka, ruler of the gods. But the Buddha gave the assisting teaching that encompassed the whole breadth of, of his teaching as, as something very simple. Sambhedhammanalam abhiniwesaya. Um, and that could be translated in a variety of ways, but one translation that I like is uh, nothing whatsoever should be clung to, uh, or should be held on to. Because um, it's that act of, again, that, that lack of clear knowledge, not clear seeing. And that we, we act out of, of desire and attachment, we act out of delusion and, and, and complication. And so that yeah, nothing should be clung to. Everything is in has to be relinquished. Everything has to be held loosely, 
uh, has to be held with a, a sense of, of, of recognition of the of the consequences of our of our delusion. So to to be uh, reflecting in this way is is coming to the to the heart of the of the teachings, uh, and and that's important um, because as you know, as it's, it's, there's always going to be times when there is yeah there's difficulty or sickness or circumstances are not the most ideal and how do you how do you hold your practice when that's the that's the that's the case how do you hold the practice when when conditions aren't ideal how do you hold the practice when you're when you yeah when you're tired and you're sick and that's you, you, you this trusting in awareness and trusting in the, in letting go uh, and that brings you straight to the dhamma so off of that for reflection this evening i've been speaking from a cloud of of uh, of kind of tiredness and just getting over an illness